Good evening, ladies Father, and gentlemen. Yes? Remember the mic. Huh? Remember your mic, please. Okay. How about that? You're doing good now. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Legal Deception Talk uh, Community Call. We have a special guest on here tonight, but first we want to talk about something for just a couple of minutes. Uh, a lot of people uh, always talk about the birth certificate and how we got into this. And we're trying to explore that and find uh, exactly what, how we're getting dragged into this mess. Well, we looked up something this week called Body Politic Government Corporations. This is on the Bouvier's 1856 definition. When applied to the government, this phrase signifies the state. As to the persons who compose the body politic, they take collective the name of the people or nation or individual or individually, they are citizens when considered in relation to their political rights and subjects by as being submitted to the laws of the state. Listen to that word, subjects as being submitted to the laws of the state. When it refers to corporations, the term body politic means that the members of such corporations shall be considered as an artificial person. Now, Black's Law Dictionary, second edition, body politics. The term applies to a corporation which is usually designated as a body, corporate, or politic. The term uh, partially appropriates to the public corporation invested with power and duties of government. Now, I don't understand how a corporation can be invested with powers and duties of a government. All right? But they're saying it is. It is often used in a rather loose way to designate the state or nation or sovereign power or the government of a country or municipality within de- without distinctly connecting any express or individual corporation charter. Now, we keep going back into the certificate of life, I mean the birth certificates. All right? Now, we are going to bring up something else here. This here is a little thing. This is the Model Business Corporations Act. You will find this on the Uniform State Law Commission. All right? That's all you have to pull up is Model Business Corporation Act, Section 4 of this Act. Actually, it's Chapter 4, Name. Section 401, Corporation Name. A corporation name must contain the word corporation Incorporated, company, or limited, or the abbreviation C-O-R-P, I-N-C, C-O, or L-T-D, or words or abbreviations of like import in other language. So the bottom line is your, these certificate of liability, these all capital names, they're saying that those are corporations. They can't be. They have to have an abbreviation behind them. They have to have them. Now, you want to look up something else that's very interesting. Hold on. 
The term is called piercing the veil. All right? Uh, corporate uh, stockholders, shareholders, stuff like that, all right, they, you cannot just sue them because there's considered a veil there. All right, you can sue the corporation entity, but you can't sue them personally. It's a very rare thing that people that the courts allow you to pierce the veil of the corporation and sue the shareholders or the uh, or the stockholders or the board of directors or these people. You need to read up, read up on that piercing the veil. It's very interesting. Now, under the corporate thing, these people could not come out here on these streets, pull us over and write us tra- these, these traffic tickets, better known as bills. They can't do it. And we're part of the corporation uh, under corporate politics. These people would have to, we would be do uh, some sort of compensation for being a member, a paycheck, corporate car, you know, the the same thing as everybody else. We would be do something. Instead of them taking from us, we would have to be, you know, paid, especially as the voting uh, shareholders. So now, this here doesn't fly, all right, with what's going on out here. So everybody who thinks that, you know, that all capital name or that certificate of life birth is your corporation name, well, keep thinking it. Because I can I can find no evidence of that being a corporation. All right? Now, I can find evidence, like I've said before, of Capitus Dominius Maximus. All right? That's either a prisoner of war or a slave. And given that, like I said, slavery was allegedly outlawed under the 1926 all right, slavery convention and subsequent amendments. That leaves us with nothing but a prisoner of war. You'll find, and that falls back under that uh, Libra code. Okay, now that I'm done with my little thing, Ms. Shewell, if you got anything you would, would, would like to add? Yeah, I'm just letting people know. I know people are being discouraged. Um, You just have to keep trying to call in, and if you can't get in and you're listening from the Internet, then the best thing to do is listen to the Internet. Uh, I apologize because we are really not, we've not been very long on uh, talk to using the program, and we really don't know what the program can really handle or if it can meet our capabilities. We know as of this week, we have 500 now on the Legal Deception website, but our message here is to spread the truth, the word of truth, to the best of our capabilities, and um, you know that our listeners here are a unique group of people. We have been diligently seeking the truth in, in in a way that's different from the normalities of how people digest the truth. And we have been actually with our research helping many, many people. And it may not work for many because you have to be able to be pretty advanced in this and be able to see the forest through the trees. And with that, I bring on our guest, um, 
uh, Floyd, and he will be able to introduce himself and who he is, what he did for a living, or he may still be doing for a living, and what his connections are to the elite. He can give you a an eye-opening eye-opening perspective on the current circumstances facing the United States and the world at large. And um, not to mention, you know, families, what he's going to tell you tonight is pretty shocking, but you are very well-educated people on this call. And many of the people who come to our show are very, very well-educated and pretty open, but you can change this. Many people will not be able to. And so with that, I'm going to give him, hand the show over to him. And um, at the end, um, I will make a little bit of time for one or two, three questions that you may have. But we don't want to, we don't want to, what do you call, intercept his message because he's going to tell you what you can do biblically speaking, to help your families out and why it does matter uh, to learn certain, a certain language. And we all know that. We are now seeing the deceptive language, and that's what connected all of us listeners together. So with that, I want to um, uh, put Floyd on. And hello, Floyd. Hello, Josie. How are you? <clears throat> oh, my God. Very good. Very good. Okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. All right. I didn't know if my voice was coming across okay or not. It's kind of hoarse tonight. Um, Thank you for having me. And before we get started, let's just, if you don't mind, let's just have a quick word of prayer. Father, we, we come to you, Lord, and you said, Lord, when two or three are gathered together, you'll be in the midst of us. And Father, we all need wisdom. Lord, we do not understand as a people, dear God, what we're up against. And Lord, we don't understand the depths and the abilities of these people that run the world. And Father, we pray tonight, dear God, that these people that were here, Lord, that you will lift the veil and they'll be able to see and hear. And Lord, everybody, you said, dear God, in Psalms 119, 130, Lord, that the entrance of your words will give light and gives understanding to the simple. And Father, I pray tonight that you would make us all simple so that, Lord, we can actually hear you and be able to discern what you have for us to know. So, Lord, we ask you, dear Lord, to have your way and your spirit upon this, and, Lord, help each of us, no matter what background we How's come from. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Um, can you hear me? I mean, I, I, I didn't know if there was a problem there. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, good. All right, I'd like to start with uh, explaining a little bit about um, – I was – uh, in the past, I've worked with the dark side of the system. I was uh, developing things that aren't out there for the public. Um, the, the technology that I had that they were interested in me in uh, was having to do with understanding how particles work. But uh, what I'd like to just describe to you quickly is that um, I believe that the basic people uh, do not understand, and even us uh, that believe we're educated or we have good knowledge of the system, like you people have very good uh, understanding of the legal system that's out there, the admiralty of the law, the sea, 
uh, all these things you have a grasp of understanding. And hopefully, because you do understand the admiralty law uh, to a great degree, and you're looking for the basics of the, uh, of the fact that they twist words and use words to deceive us all, and we we go into their traps that they set for us and we fall for what they're doing. I would just like to give a little background on what we're up against in that system. It's more than just law, and it's more than just uh, you know all the the little things they're doing. They're they are very confident in what they're what they're doing. When I first became working with these uh, people back in, well, they had visited me many times. Uh, different people would come and ask me questions. Uh, scientists would just show up and they'd ask questions. They never identify where they're working for uh, or what they're doing. They just have very in-depth and detailed things that people in the public wouldn't see or you wouldn't learn at Stanford or any of those advanced schools because the technology that they have is so far beyond what we as a people know. Uh, they don't allow that to come out to the public. But in 1997, in meetings that I was in with them when they first came to me and uh, working with me, and one of the first things that happened was um, I met a guy on the day that Princess Diana died. And uh, his comment uh, that he gave to me was to take a glass of water and, you know, he, filled it, he took his glass and filled it up half full. And he says, what do you see? And, you know, it's a half full glass of water, however you want to say it. He says, no, it's whatever I say it is. <laughs> and that, that's the way it is with the system. It's you know, what we see in the public isn't at all um, what's real because there's so much more behind it. And one of the things, the first thing they taught me was the fact that this is not uh, a domestic war. It's not wars between nations. This is a war between, it's a, it's a religious war, and it's their religion against all the religions of the world. They intend to bring forth a, a government, a sustainable government, and part of that is a one-world religion, which they have already developed. Uh, it is man-made, and they're going to bring that forward. And that's the basic way they're going to control the people. And through this law system, it's kind of a religious law system, they're building in their new legal system. And you hear of it. You hear of the Noahide law that they've adapted. Uh, you can actually go to the Club of Rome, um, .org, I believe it is, and you can look up their sustainable, their, their sustainable Earth plan, and you will see that one of the things that's in there is, is the One World Religion as part of this because they say that they have to control that to control the people. Well, I'm just saying to you, when they first approached me, they wanted me to know this, and they wanted me to know that, uh, you know, I was a Christian, um, that the things that I wanted to do for Christianity and so forth, they would not allow. Also, I learned later on when working with people that there was very powerful people, family members, um, like, for example, there was Messianic Jews. And... Um, one family, I saw videos of them uh, on evangelistic tours, and they were healing people and so on. But very interesting thing is they had to make a choice. They had to make a choice to continue with the system or be booted out. Uh, for the, you know, and they were related to the Rothschild family. But for them uh, to continue in the system, they had to give up uh, Messianic Judaism and go with a form of Orthodox. But the form of orthodox that they really have is this new no-hide law that they're bringing forth. 
Another aspect that is important to understand the, the mindset is the high up people, uh, for example, Queen Elizabeth uh, uh, Nancy uh, Nicholson, who runs the Global Genocide Program, and she reports to, directly to Jacob Rothschild, and uh, the guys in the Knights of Templar, the real Knights of Templar, not the drug, this little drug group or whatever it is in Mexico and, and the Knights of Templar that the Vatican talks about. There is a real group of Knights of Templar, and uh, they are actually the heads of that are related to the Rothschild family. Um, and they are responsible. For example, I've been in meetings, uh, sitting with them, and uh, heads of the, the see. The Knights of Templar have a group that they run all the all the mobs in the world are controlled by Knights Templar. Um, and then the uh, I've been in meetings where the very major people, the Knights of Templar, uh, I mean, mobs call, uh, like the son of the head of the Knights of Templar I was sitting with, uh, they would uh, call him. And, uh, he, he, for example, let's take another way. One time Nancy runs a global genocide program and runs basically all technology. She called him on the phone and had him uh, to call the guys in Vegas, for example. She wanted to put uh, new technology under the – it's an invisible technology. When you walk in their doors, it identifies everything on you, including uh, like your money, what you got on you, your driver's license, and all this stuff. So they wanted to put that inside, so they called him and told him to call the mob and set that up. So all the mobs in the world are run – it's all organized, just like all the nations are organized. So people don't understand that this this whole national system, nations, are all controlled by this one group. It's headed by uh, Queen Elizabeth II and uh, Jacob Rothschild. They're the main two players. And then they appoint the popes. Um, there's a group. Um, I won't go into all that detail. Uh, it's hard for people to believe, but uh, actually they appoint the popes. Uh, who's going to be the Pope, like this Pope. And you should check out where his background comes from. He comes from Argentina. What did he do in Argentina? He was there at the end of the uh, 1900s, 1990s, early 2000s, when they bankrupted intentionally the various uh, states of Argentina so that they can implement uh, uh, basically the new World Bank system. You have to remember, Argentina was one of the last strong nations of the world financially. Uh, the states were very financially strong. And what you see is in the last of the 1990s, um, they bankrupted it and they set it on a schedule where they went through several uh, currencies until they come up with the one they want, which uh, basically they bankrupted the nation and then bought out the farmers and everybody. Let me give you an example. And January 30, 2002, was taken to a meeting and it's called in the morning to get ready and uh, they picked me up it was a meeting set up by president bush and uh it was ordered uh by the crown trust the crown trust is the uh, i think everybody knows crown trust is in london it's really run by the two and then um there's a like a board there of 12 guys that handle the daily like every month they meet and they decide what banking papers can be approved and what uh, loans are basically financial trading papers and stuff can go through. Well, um, what happened? I wanted to guide you. I wanted to guide you, Floyd, in that you're saying that um, these these elitists, they do, they're the ones who do everything with regards to 
bankrupting and reorganizing and structuring currencies around the world. Um, is that correct? Yeah, what, what happened, that people don't understand the, the, the real financial system is not um, people in the World Bank and them don't understand the real financial system. For example, people don't understand there's factories on the moon, real production factories. There's real production factories already on Mars, and they're in the ground. I mean, uh, they're very capable of um, tunneling at 70, seven miles an hour. Uh, they can build a tunnel uh, that quickly. They, so they have these gigantic factories in the um, back side of the moon. Where and how, right, and how about, um, right, what we were talking about earlier, I just wanted to make sure that these points got out with the people that we talked about earlier, which is also, as they, as you are well aware, that they are so, you, like you stated, their intelligence is far superior than those of the people. Am I not correct? Yes. Uh, you know, since the early 1900s, they've taken the technology, and if, if anything that is of value, they, they squelch. For example... I think it was 1927 uh, when they had the physics conference and Einstein and them were coming up with the concept of consciousness and the power of it and so forth. And they, they just blocked that whole capability of going that way. Well, there's a lot to that and also the way a movement of elements that uh, Tesla came up with. Um, basically, they've kept the, 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 the real meat of all of that away from the public. Um, let me, let me uh, go back to this financial thing real quickly. Uh, one thing people don't understand is that at the beginning and ending of all money basically starts in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, it, it's underground. There's basically 22 trusts. And, it, you know, for example, if, if you need something, you would, there, there was back in the 90s, there was fax numbers and telephone numbers, and nobody ever answers those calls, but you send it there. And answers come from elsewhere. <laughs> That's how things get done. But, um, you know, they run it out of London, but it was actually the creation of money, all the, all, all the, you know, every dollar bill, serial number, all that kind of thing, banking paper, IOUs, um, promissory notes, MTMs, all that. That's all controlled uh, in that underground city there. And it controls that for all nations. So they're controlling all nations. And like in 2008, at the Beijing Olympics, um, prior to that, you'll notice they had a cover-up, which on that day they launched the, um, they opened up a brand new building for no real purpose, but a new building of the U.S. Embassy. But what people don't know in the public is that day you had all the leaders of the world there. And to my understanding, that was the day that they signed uh, the, the newest uh, treaty, uh, which placed all oceans under the law and control and ownership of Queen Elizabeth. And um, I can talk more about that later, but basically what is part of that, um, it meant that the heads, you know, they, in the Bible it tells you in Daniel 7 that three nations were, uh, there's 10, they had 10 kingdoms of the world. They divided the world up into basically 10 nations like North America in the meetings I was in, they called it Amerisu, and that was Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. were already united, in fact, in 2002, there was a meeting uh, that was taken to the one I was going to tell you about. But in there, it was very clear that uh, DHS was already running Mexico, already running Canada, already running the United States. 
And people didn't even know there was a DHS because they hadn't even been announced to the American public or voted on to the American public. But it was funded by the Crown Trust out of London. It was operated by them. It was approved by, um, like, in, every February they come and they, they set down the, uh, secret meetings in Washington and they approve the, the budgets. In other words, everything's already worked out. They, they begin in November and they lay out the budgets for and what they're going to do that year. And, you know, everything's planned years and years in advance, but every year they re- renew it. And so they make the final plans, and then that's introduced in uh, that's introduced in January and February. And then they we have uh, someone we have a lot of interference, and we need everyone to mute out. Okay, I'm sorry. Thank you. Can you hear me? Is it okay yep. to go ahead and talk? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Um. They meet, for the example, in America, they're meeting on uh, that, um, it's usually around the 25th of February, they meet and they have the final um, budget approvals. And that's done by the members of the 13 families that come over, whoever they send as a representative, usually. Jacob Rothschild comes and right next to him sets Nancy, because the most major program they have is the Global Genocide Program. That is the, the main goal. So all technologies, everything, uh, she has like a very powerful She's, a, she's given the authority to make wars. She's given the authority to diseases. To, she has a, she's been given, and I don't know what it is, but she's been given a schedule of, of the destruction of the genocide schedule. And it's her job to make sure that the technologies and everything is in place to make that accomplished. Now, and, you said that person's name is Nancy, for those who can't hear well. And she has been given the power to create genocide throughout the world. Is that correct? Yeah, her, her job is to bring the population of the world down to the goal of the Crown Trust at a certain schedule that they know, and the Crown Trust sets that schedule for her. So she works... And it's, uh, a scheduled, it's scheduled, is that correct? Yes, it's a schedule. Okay. That's what she told me. I just want to make sure that the people are understanding that... This group here, I, I really want them to understand so that when you come back to ask questions, he's telling you everything that's happening is by, a, by their schedule and their class, and that Rothschild is also behind us. They give out the instructions here. Thank you, Floyd. Keep going. Okay. They, um, you know, like Nancy works out of the United States. Uh, she is... My, my understanding is she's from the, she's related to Rothschild, but she's from the French royal family uh, background. And that's where you'll begin to understand uh, the occult power of these. I'd like to talk about that in a little bit. But they have, a, it's, you know, they, they're very satanic worshipers and they have a very powerful, uh, very, very high power. I'll, I'll explain that in a little bit. Uh, let me go back to the basics of the, the system. Anyway, the, the system... They, they have like the trading platforms. They have, um, you, you know, that the, with the with the banking. Uh, I don't know how to explain this because it's so deeply, uh, but just in general concepts is that they have like they call trading platforms, and the elite get free money. It's non-taxable, and, the, and they're told what to do with it. And basically, the ownership of all things come into these thirteen families, which are eight families plus the four royal families plus. The, the Vatican. And the Vatican, by the way, is very much involved with this. I held in my hands in um, 2002 
banking papers from Pope John Paul uh, that was given to Nancy Nicholson for the purpose of funding her projects. And that you then put that into the trading platforms and it, it gives them money. And this was for some other projects that she was do, doing. But here's you got John Paul, the Pope, sending papers, financial resources. In this case, the, the papers were 56 million in diamonds that were at, um, I can't remember the bank now in, in, in New York, um, but it, it was in a bank in New York and they would ask me to make the paperwork out uh, for it, so I, pro- I provided the paperwork for, for Nancy for that, through um, the Knights of Templar. The person who brought it to me was a uh, son of the head of the Knights of Templar. And so, you know, you can see the, the interweaving, and you look at this and you're saying, well, wait a minute, the Vatican is very much involved with, with running the, um, you know, people think that the Vatican's running the world, but no, they have a very important role to play, and the Holy See has a very important role to play. But they are not controlling the system. The Crown Trust is controlling the system, and that's it's controlled by Queen Elizabeth II and Jacob Rothschild. Jacob Rothschild's uh, in the Bible. You can easily recognize him because in Daniel eleven forty three to forty five, it tells you that the King of the North is the person who controls the uh, all the uh, treasuries of gold and silver. And the first time that was ever accomplished where all the nation's gold and silver uh, is now run by one party was in the 2000s, these last uh, 15 years. And they really accomplished it by 1998. But from that moment on, uh, it's been that way. And um, so you can identify him as the king of the north. And you have to understand that in the Bible, it tells you Job 26, 7, that the north is the the firmament, the, the heavens itself. So what you're saying is he's the king of the world. And that is what he is, the king of the world, identified in Ecclesiastes 8.4, is, is the man who speaks the powerful words. And it's his words. And it's, it goes back to the, the founder, uh, Amschel Meyer Bauer, who made the statement he didn't care who makes the laws. Uh, let him control the currency and control the world. And that's what he does. Uh, so he's, he's a real strong arm in all this, and he's the one that's running this genocide program and so on. But Queen Elizabeth is also extremely powerful. And people don't realize that she's a brilliant mathematician, and uh, she's very famous for it. I find it also very interesting that um, there's many stories about the queen uh, being uh, dancing, uh, for example. And um, you see in the Jade Helm, it's just a really strange logo, but if you look at that logo, you can actually see that hidden in it is the outline of the invisible cube, and in the middle of that cube is this clog, a dancing shoe. And the clog was used in the old times as kind of a weapon. Um, they used it for dancing, of course, but they also used it for beating people <laughs> um, and various things. And um, it tapped out rhythms and so on and made, basically it's made for making noise. And uh, it's it's um, like the word uh, in French, it's Sabbath. And I think you know that the Black Admiralty Law that King Edward III wrote was in ancient French. So they used the, the French wording in the secret uh, legal system that they, they operate on. But uh, sabotage is, is a word that came from uh, Sabbath, the, the clog, uh, which they put in the middle of this thing. And Queen Elizabeth is very famous uh, in, a, in Buckingham Palace. The people have reported that they hear her dancing because uh, like the tap dance. I don't know if she's still doing this, but it's been in the news uh, many times in England about this, and people in the system know. And the other thing that they talk about to the Queen is that if you uh, she'll come to somebody and 
maybe somebody will ask them, uh, or she will ask them, uh, when your birth date was. And she will tell them in minutes right away how, how many minutes they lived. She, she's got a brilliant mathematical mind. Um, those are things you can look up and see in the news media and so forth. One thing you can't see in the news media, though, is when the secret side in, our, in the world, they, they have 21 secret companies. Uh, these companies aren't known real well to the people. I'm going to give you one, which is called Thinking Craft. You can find it in Boca Raton, Florida, but you don't know what it does. Uh, but Thinking Craft is a very powerful, dangerous uh, company. What it does is its responsibility. The guy that run it is a, a brilliant programmer, a brilliant developer of software systems and so forth. Uh, he created a program to um, basically what he does is profile everybody in the world. And by 2002, he personally told me in, in January 30, 2002, that he had definitely already uh, profiled everybody on earth. I've been doing this for a long time, and the technology's been there all that time. So everything you're hearing now about the NSA spying and all that, that's all nonsense. They've been doing this for so long, and you're already profiled, and they, they got reams of data on every person. Um, and they're so far advanced that they can profile every person on Earth already. So they've already put them on the lists and so forth. They're going to be in Mark as a guy that runs that program. So you don't realize this. So all this stuff about NSA and that is just deceiving. The real person that's making this is a private contractor that works alongside of Department of Homeland Security, which the Department of Homeland Security is not the Homeland Security of America. It's actually working for the Crown Trust reports. The Crown Trust is funded by them. Their budget and activities are funded by them. And when I was in a meeting in January 3, 2002, was a, the one I told you about earlier was set up by Bush um, because the president, uh, the new president of Argentina was Divaldi, and him and Cavallo had been in, he was the minister of finance. They'd been in Washington. They'd actually been in New York. They weren't supposed to be, Nobody knew they were in America, but they were there meeting with the Crown and the Federal Reserve, and then, and they were getting Crown representatives. They, they're not high enough to meet with the Crown, uh, but they were meeting with the people and so forth. And, and they were, you know, these, these leaders of the nations are paid off. Like, I, I, I can tell you, I'm, I won't tell you which one, but, you know, one of these two guys had been given, uh, uh, you know, mansions in Florida and also uh, buildings and hotels and uh, shopping centers, that, that kind of thing, and, and money. Now, I know of another South American president who called me because he was in trouble once, and, and he, um, he didn't call me. He had somebody call me for him, um, but he, knew, he asked me a specific question to ask the, ask the White House to get him out of his trouble. Anyway, the thing was that... Uh, uh, this particular guy had three and a half billion dollars. This is a president of a small little country, and it was all taken from you know grants and stuff that was given in there. Well, that day that uh, um, on the January 30, 2002, they were announcing Unisur to the. Uh, they had already approved it. Uh, Devaldi was headed back. He went by plane. And he arranged for his best friend, uh, who was a former head of the Senate of Argentina, to come to this meeting with us. And we're talking about the implementation of Unisur, which is like a Marisu, which was the, um, what they talked about in that meeting. They called it a Marisu, which is the meeting of North America, which is you know, USA, Canada, and uh, Mexico. And, and uh, they said at that meeting right there, DHS said, we control uh, 
uh, everything in Mexico, the borders and so forth, not just the American border with Mexico, but the borders of Mexico itself with other things. And the DHS was, after that, began, I mean, they were sending money and uh, politicians in Mexico to establish these horrible uh, drug cartels, that, um, just like they fund ISIS. And I think everybody knows they're doing that with ISIS as well. Um, but what, what would happen with the UNISOR was, Devaldi uh, was president at that time, and uh, they, were, they had sold out all the regional uh, the state banks they bankrupted them, bankrupted them basically by bankrupting Bank Sandator, which all these major banks are owned by the Crown. So they, when they bankrupt a bank, they're not really bankrupting a bank. It's like, you know, they, I've been in meetings where they, they can take a you know, laptop computer and, bank in, and bankrupt any nation in a country or in the world at any time. Um, and I've been with guys that had the computer to do that. So... Um, I don't think that's news. I think a lot of people know that. But uh, I'm just trying to tell you that in this day when we were in that meeting, there were that day when Duvaldi and they were going back, they had already sent that morning, they'd sent $50 billion uh, to Argentina and they were sending another $100 billion. And I think that they'd continue that every week for a long period of time. What they're using this for uh, was to develop this program in South America where you know, they, they took over the farmlands away from the people. They put in the corporate farms because they own the corporations that do this. So they just take everything away. And it was all being done. In the, and the money was going from different places like Merrill Lynch and all these. They were sending it there. And people in America didn't know this. And it was going there. And in that meeting also, they announced that uh, to the representative of Duvalde, the guy from the, the former head of the Senate, they were telling him that, look, George Bush is going to announce, this is January 30th, 2002, they're going to announce, in the middle of May, they're going to announce to the American public that he wants to form this group called the Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> well, the Department of Homeland Security was the ones running this meeting. They've been running the Department of Homeland Security for years, uh, but now they're going to make it public. And so they, uh, Bush made the claim in June or May, and he sent it there in June. And in that meeting we were in, uh, Mark was talking to Tom Ridge many times that day. And Tom Ridge was running the Department of Homeland Security. Well, they then went from June uh, 2002, they, the Congress and the Senate went through this whole public charade of like they do with all their bills. Um, you know, it's already in action. It's already operated on, and the people of America think we have democracy. So they put on this charade and put it on television debates, and these senators and congressmen debate each other whether this is going to get approved or not. It's already done, already operating, already spending money long before it even got to that point. And then, uh, and once they approved Department of Homeland Security to be a Homeland Security Department, and, um, people think, well, that's for us. You know, it's not for us. They, they, were, they announced in that meeting they were doing this in all the regions of the world. Department of Homeland Security was putting the borders, controls, and monitors all over the world. They were the ones in charge of this for the Crown Trust. So people think that this is what they do, and, and there's very innocent, good people working for Department of Homeland Security. They have no clue. Uh, about the dark side of Homeland Security, that stuff is kept secret. Even uh, major officers of these operations, like the military and so forth, had no clue about the secret companies and, and, and so on. So in this meeting, uh, they're, they're telling them that, and then also they appointed uh, the, son of the, um, the son of the head of the Knights of Templar. I don't want to give his name, if you don't mind. Uh, I've put it out there before, but I, I don't want to broadcast it too much. It's, it's a very dangerous people. Uh, but 
I'm not afraid to face the devil to put the information out there. It's it's not up to them. If God's doing with me, he'll take me. If if not, I haven't done my job, or he'll take me. So, But I'm I'm fine just trying to get the, the knowledge of the word of God out and what that is, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But I, I just wanted to get you an idea of the, the depth of the deception that we're under. We think Department of Homeland Security is... Uh, working for America and protect its borders. It has nothing to do with that. Everything is a deception. They were already, they created the drug issues and all these border issues and these cartels and they created, the, you know, the, the shipment of the drugs. I think if you go and listen to Chip Tatum, um, his interviews and his teaching, you'll see that, you know, George Bush Sr., was the man running the show, by the way, he was he was the man in charge, not George Bush Jr. He works. Uh, he was in charge of basically what you call the World Army for the Rothschilds, and I believe he still is. And I think Jeb Bush was being in training to take his place, and I believe he is. Uh, and you know, running for president is just a disguise. I think he runs the real, the real deal. And I think Neil Bush has so much to do with the underground cities and underground trains and those kind of things because that came out in the meeting. March, this March 2009, you can see that in the press. And so you get an idea of, of what they're doing with the um, Department of Homeland Security. Anyway, they, they made these television debates about the approval of the Department of Homeland Security. And, and then um, you notice that in November 2002, they announced uh, that, uh, that they approved it. And then in December, George Bush puts the name of Tom Ridge out for consideration to run Department of Homeland Security. And you have to choke yourself because, <laughs> because you know, he's been running it for years. Now we're going to vote on whether he, he's proper guy to run it. So the public didn't have any, any clue that this is going on. But this is what you see when you talk about the Patriot Act, when you talk about Obamacare, you talk about any of these. They're already totally done and implemented, and the plan that they really have has nothing to do with the plan that you're told. Like the, the, the treaty that we're talking about now, the TPP treaty, I was telling you earlier about the financial system. When you look at uh, October, uh, I mean, excuse me, August 8, 2008, uh, the Beijing Olympic, and they had a grand opening of the new addition to the U.S. Embassy. To the best of my knowledge, was where they signed this new treaty that put the Queen in charge. And then that afternoon, they they had this dispute between Georgia and Russia, and of course, you got Condi Rice uh, uh, trying to make all this uh, uproar about Russia not doing this. But that was. It was to make it look like they are against each other. But what really happened was that in this agreement, it was settled that um, the president of the United States, the president of China, um, and, and the president of Russia all have to sign off on the movement of any gold and any silver in the world. Any, any basic amount of, of any kind of size at all has to be approved by all three of them. And then it has to be overridden, overridden by the Crown Trust. So, you know, Rothschild's really telling them, you sign this. And I happen to, you know, know for example, the guy that, I mean, it was even in the news, the, the guy that trained uh, Obama, provided for his way, or he was involved with structuring him up, was a guy by the name of Dr. Khalid Al-Mansur, uh, who worked uh, with Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett is a, you know, he was very much involved in 9-11. You saw that he took the people there and they had this golf outing or something like that at some military base. Anyway, all this stuff is going on. Um, it's all Basically, this is like a giant network that's operating. It's been operating globally, isn't it, Chris, um, Floyd, that this is not something that 
We think yeah. that's just happening here in the United States. It's been happening all over the world, and maybe it's just reaching the United States right now. Well, yeah, it, it is absolutely every country is under the power, and every country is involved in already approved these things. And anybody that tries to, like Gaddafi, step up and he wanted a better terms, and you know they get rid of him. Uh, but there's a lot of reasons for that, and I don't want to get into those issues right now because I don't know all the facts, but I have a good understanding of some of the things that happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, people don't pay attention. It was in the news. Uh, they massacred basically every black they ran into in uh, in, in Libya. They, they were Mexican and, and, and just killing them off because what they were doing, they were closing down gold mines and so on. And when they get done with these things, they just execute the people because they don't want no evidence out there. And that's an important uh, statement because when I was back in 1997 when they were first telling me about the religious war and all this, and the, the point that they have is they have to bankrupt every nation. They have to take away every nation's sovereignty, every nation's legal system, and they're going to remove their own admiralty law system. They're going to come up with a new one. Now, yes, it's based upon the law of the sea that, that, that they do because they can't change what God, God hasn't approved for them. Or they, you know, I don't say God approved it. It's It's... They, there's a there's a fine line. I'll get into the, the biblical law here in a little bit, but explain it to you a little bit better. I don't know how much time we have, but um, there's so much to say that it's hard to get the information out there. Um, but yes, it's it's a completely think, global network. I, I just want to. I don't want to interrupt. You have almost one hour, and so that way you'll know when we can get into the biblical side. And what is their true understanding of the world's religion? You did say on another show, and I want to remind you about this. We didn't get to talk about this real quickly, but you said they know every religion of the world, and they are also in control of all of these religions as well. Is that true? That's true. I saw a list of, uh, for example, the, the list of the Christian universities and so forth, and and these were uh, li- this particular list was of all the people they control, <laughs> and it was the heads of you know like the, the seminaries and and all these uh, Christian schools as well as the you know secular schools. But it was astounding to me the the, the control they have over the various schools. And if they have control over the theological seminaries, then they have a lot of control of the doctrines. And of course, they've they've infiltrated the churches, even the, the biggest. Um, evangelicals, I believe that you know they've gotten to the point where they've given them grants that are staggering amounts of money, and so they're very. Yeah, active. I just thought, yeah, it's so important because you know, um, being that you do put out your message of Christianity for us here tonight, that these individuals manipulate even the religious system to make what. Basically, what Floyd will be telling you shortly is that this system even turns religion against religion and that the ultimate goal is to turn every man against his brother uh, religiously, mom against dad, dad against children. Everything they do is an infiltration, their pattern, their practice, their trademark, and that's why you, you, the people out there right now, you guys are suffering because of their doing. This is how they work, and this is their ultimate goal. And basically, he's given you like a profile of even how DHS works. We just got DHS when Twin Towers went down. He's telling you they've been around. 
They might have made this announcement that they had to establish them, but people, they already had this. Uh, you want you? I've had people ask me, well, how is it that they came up with a 1,200-page uh, paperwork to establish DHS? This has been in the works for a long time. So when we get the news, they already had the 1,200 pages already set up to set down. They just had to make chaos so they can put the paper down and give you a reason. The DHS yeah. has been here for a long time. Okay. Thank you, Floyd. Yeah. The, um I'd like, I'd like to, if it could, and this is hard for you to, to do, but uh, I'd like you to just kind of understand this is a religious war. But I'm not talking about going to church. I'm not talking about doctrines. They are far beyond this. Their knowledge of religion is very deep as it is in science. They are, you know, like I know that they're creating this religion, but they're also developing artifacts that they're planting uh, and they even dug up cities and planted artifacts in them. They're going to try to make you believe that uh, what they're coming up with was pre-flood, and that it's even before Noah. And it was, you know, they come up with the Zedenic language, for example, uh, which is false. But um, they're using that because they they're wiser than the church. They understand that the language is coming. When I wrote the book, uh, Introduction to Pure Language, it didn't take that book within 48 hours. They came back with an answer. Uh, they wanted to know who wrote this book. And uh, so on. And so, and they said the words, you know, the idea of the words was correct, but he said it wasn't this, it wasn't time yet. Well, they didn't understand the words completely and what they were looking at, but they understood the the, the words that there has to be words that come forth because the Bible tells it. And they don't understand, you know, that when you go to the Christian church, they, they don't understand this. They they have not, they don't have the knowledge of the scriptures that these people do. I can tell you that the son of the, the, the Knights of Templar, these kind of people, they can quote you the Bible. And I've, I've been in meetings with them, and I'm telling you, they can talk and they brag about it. They can talk to any president of any nation and tell them more about their nation than that president will know about their nation. They, 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 you know, they're from the time of five and so forth, they're, they're reading the dictionary, they're reading encyclopedias. They, they're, they are really educated, and at the same time, they're dumbing down our students. They're dumbing down the general population continuously. And, but the real technology and the real knowledge are given to these people, so they're growing up, and they're, they are very well educated. And then another thing is they're very demonic, and they, for example, the queen, and I started to say this earlier, and I forgot to finish it, but they believe they see, and I know they do, they see an aura around people. But what they, you know, it's, it's a false light. And I was in a meeting once that the seer from the, the Middle East, he, he's, he's the seer for all the kings and so forth. He came, he wanted to meet with me. And they brought me to this meeting in, in Zurich. And when he was working there, and I'm not going to tell you about the whole meeting, it took too much time, but the basic concept is this, is, is that he admitted right in front of me, talking in English to another um, a Saudi cleric uh, who was there, and uh, he admitted in that uh, meeting that he sends out demons and the demons bring back the answers to him. Well, that's what this is. What they're, what they're doing is they're, they're getting demonic answers. And people don't understand demons have been around very, you know, for a long time and, they, and many, many, I mean, the generations, basically. And so they have the knowledge that they can bring forth everything that's spoken. Uh, they have the right to bring forth and they can cause people that will allow them to enter them. They, 
they, they allow them to think, for example, they lived previously or so forth, but the demons have all that knowledge in them, and that's how they work. Um, I wrote a book, um, I think it was July 2013. I encourage you to go to the website and get this because it's very important, and I'm going to have a little bit more out on this in, in another week. Uh, but it, in this writing, it's called The Summer Fruit, I believe is the name of it, but it's on the front page of the website. And in this book, you'll see in there the the occult activities of, of the queen, uh, the very powerful um, power that they have over us. And, and understand that the Holy See in, in uh, Paris is uh, working very diligently on this occultic, uh, uh, working with the Crown Trust to, to build these occultic statues, to build the, the idols, uh, and, and implement all the stuff around the world that gives power uh, to them. And, and I think you know that, um, like the Black Admiralty book, the Black Book on the Admiralty Law, was uh, put together. You know, it wasn't written by, he collected the, the writings of the rules of Orleans and so on. And he, uh, but King Edward III in 1327. And also, if you go to the website and you, and you re, uh, read a writing uh, there, you can see a writing. Uh, um, and I actually think it's in that summer fruit uh, um, uh, writing as well. But there's a, a, a vision on April 7th in 2010. Uh, I, I was, we have a nightly prayer call, and uh, I, I prayed that night that, that this one particular young lady uh, would receive a vision from the Lord. I had no idea. I didn't pray for her to get scared. <laughs> but the Lord gave her a dramatic vision, and it's recorded in those writings. And one thing that was in the air was this number 1327. And that number so frightens her that she, she even to this day, just trembles when she hears that number. Well, in 1327, King Edward III started writing the Black Book, the Admiralty Law. But he also, it, you know, it's incorporating the occult. Um, you know, they, they use deceptive words. And I'll explain a minute about the religion, why that's so important to us. But this book, has it's been the foundation. You'll see that the, the queen, when she opened parliament the other day, she has the, 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 the George and the Dragon myth uh, that... Uh, chain that goes around her neck and with George slaying the dragon, which is a false statement. Uh, it tells you in Job 41 that the dragons have never been on earth, uh, but people will, you know, buy it into the story. But it's a myth that's been spread, and they want that uh, because they want you to believe you can't overcome the dragon. But this dragon, uh, the order of the garter is really the order of the, the dragon. And, you know, like in the middle of Buckingham Palace, the, the middle room is called the Dragon Room, and the public doesn't get in there. But they worship the dragon. You can see it in their, their um, statues throughout the city. You can see it in their stationery and so on. You can see that Queen Elizabeth, even in um, Windsor Castle, there are, there are dragon statues inside the castle. Um, all these things God told us not to do. And people pay no attention to the power of the occult. And by the power of the occult, they put a veil over us. And we don't understand the basic way of God. And I, am, I don't know that I can even have, begin to really um, give it justice tonight to, to explain it to you because it takes so much time. But um, I, I'm writing a lot of books. I put a lot out, out there on the web. They're all available for free. And you can download them, uh, some audios. And um, I have an audio that's coming out now, which is... Um, on you know the um, 
what is the happiest woman and the happiest man? It really tells you the way of God for the man and the way of God for the woman. What What is it that she's to do? And um, how do you enable the power of God the, 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 through the words, the way of the words uh, to do this? Um, let me just say that their power is based upon, upon words. The Black Admiralty Law is words. Now, words encompass uh, doing them, like putting up the obelisk like in Washington Monument in Washington, D.C. We don't understand that that obelisk is putting a veil over us that allows them the right to destroy our children, to destroy the, and that's what we're getting. We're seeing the result of that. We're seeing that they have the right to destroy the, the, the fertility of the children. And you got these around the world. They're doing these. And then um, you got like Cleopatra's Needle in, 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 in seven different places, uh, like Vatican and over there in uh, London, in New York City, and so on. All those are, those are symbolic of destroying the seed. Because we allow those things to stand in place, we give them the right. Uh, and they know this. I mean, they understand religion far better than any of our churches, any of our shepherds. Um, our shepherds can't. I'm not trying to insult them, but you can't rightly divide even the times right now. You know, God has been ready uh, to intervene in the world since 2007. Actually, 2003, he was ready. But in 2007, he specifically was given prophetic word after prophetic word. He was ready to intervene for our behalf. But we don't understand that for him to intervene, he has to bring these people forth so that they can uh, judge themselves. And understand that we are judged by his words uh, John 12:48 tells us that. And they are doing the opposite. They know that words, and that's what he tells you in Daniel 7, 11 to 12, they have mighty words. And that is this deception. In other words, they take words that are normal words, and then they twist them to do evil with. Well, God gave us very simple words, uh, 153 of them uh, in the Bible. He teaches us within the Bible. I've explained this in many writings but I give me a list of the words. People ask me, why don't you put down the, the, the meaning of the words and the promises in them? Well, if God doesn't give knowledge that way. Isaiah 28, 9 to 13 tells you he will not allow for knowledge to be given to those just being done milk. In other words, he says, if you knock and you seek, you'll find me, I, I will answer. And he tells you in Proverbs 123, if you, if you turn and seek him, he will pour out his spirit upon you and cause you to know his words. And people don't realize that it requires the Spirit to be poured out on you before you're allowed to receive the words, which is what he tells you in John 14, 15 to 17. He says, Spirit of truth doesn't come to those uh, of the world. It's not allowed to enter them. Uh, Paul was taken up to the, uh, to the third heaven of paradise uh, where the people who are set apart and have done good and, and they die and they, their spirits go there, <clears throat> their soul goes there. And that is where they're teaching them the words. They didn't learn it here on earth because the shepherds weren't doing their job. Uh, of learning the words and, and making them known. But in this time, we are required to know these words because if you see uh, Matthew 24, 21 to 22, Mark 13, uh, 19 to 20, tells us very clearly that unless the Lord intervenes, then they're going to destroy all the flesh on the earth. Please understand, I, I've been in the system, I've seen these people, I know technology things that you, you can't even imagine, like all the aircraft are out there. I, I had my own design of a, uh, a very high mock speed craft, 23 mock speed. And um, what, what happens is they have technology that they've hidden from you. For example, the, when you make materials on the moon, you're able to make a, what we call diamond crystal, very strong structure. And when you make a diamond crystal structure, you can turn the skin of a craft into an LED. 
So you get this, it's like you're looking at a TV screen in the sky. They can make them disappear and make them, you know, on the one side you have, have a craft, but you're seeing the cloud that's on the reverse side um, just by the skin of the craft. And these craft are able, because of the structure, you can make them very wide. And, and they showed some uh, in early 2000s. They were over Arizona, and there was three of them uh, approximately 15 miles wide. Well, you'll notice that the gates and the buildings that they that have been seen on the on the moon, they're 25 kilometers wide, so you can understand why they need them to, to get these craft in there. Well, these things go, you know, back in 2002, they could go Mach 23. I, I'm not quite sure how fast they can go now. I've heard much faster. I'm not quite sure how they're doing that. But you can understand the technology I'm talking about and why that's possible. By <clears throat> In March 2009, they announced that they had the ability to shoot these missiles um, to knock down nuclear missiles coming in. And what it did was it, it, they announced in public, they told you what they're doing. They, they said that the, the, the missile sends out frequencies in front of the craft and it causes a hole to be opened in space. That frequency draws the particles out so the thing goes through like in a bubble and just like electron flow. So it, it's able to go very fast. And what I was working on was the idea of, you know, there's basic laws of God that he created to, to move particles. And, and, and was, I think it was that zealousness to understand how God's power worked that God uh, allowed me to uh, understand his words when he caused me to understand these things. And I began to understand then what they're doing. And, and I wrote this book in the, the, the summer inspection um, in, in July 2013. You can look at the web. Um, I'll get you the link to, to Hosey and she can post it for you if you need it. Uh, but anyway, that, that tells you about the occult that's in the Order of the Garden that's posted in Windsor Chapel and what that power is and what it does and who's all involved with this. This is a very powerful group of people. People don't understand. The Bible promises if we, don't, if we allow these people to have these idols, we, are, we have this veil over us, which means we cannot, increase, we cannot increase in knowledge. And not only does it mean that, what it means is they have the right to diminish our knowledge. The more we reject the knowledge, the more right they have. So as we give up things like prayer in school and these various things, they grow in power. And they've done it very well. They understand very well. And one of the most important rules that they understand is called generational law. The, I've explained the creation from the scriptures because the Bible explains the entirety of the creation. I've shown you the physical design of the creation from the scriptures. It's in a book called The Testimony of Numbers. And I wrote it in 2006. I wrote it in like three weeks. Somebody wanted to understand numbers. So I, I just, God just flowed the information out, and I drew all that and put it out there. But uh, it's a very good book. It's, it's been only 150,000 downloaded. I was, you know, we need millions of those to be downloaded. They're free. Uh, people just don't want to read, and they don't want to take the time to learn. You guys are experts in studying diligently uh, the law and getting these words out. But you have to understand that they're allowed to do this to us because we allow them to do this to us. Uh, we allow them by not asking God uh, for the knowledge of his words. For example, there is a, the words of God is, is the, what gives us the power. You have, for, people don't understand. God made everything by a spoken word. And if words, spoken words can create that kind of the, uh, power, authority to create everything immediately. And that's what uh, some scientific law that it showed. If, if, if you have... Um, 
you know, frequencies at certain points, you can cause particles to go immediately where you want them to go, no matter what's in the middle. You could through walls, through, it doesn't matter. They're going to go exactly where you want them to go. So if God had the pattern of the plan from the beginning, he understood he can make the creation in, in six days. It's, it's very simple for God uh, because the, the law of science that we know of, that they know of, that, that they can't operate because they can't get the, the frequencies to do it, but God allows us to do it by his words. In other words, Jesus said uh, in, in John 10, 34 to 37, to all those whom the word come, they are like sons of God. Well, what's a son of God? A son of God, Jesus wants you to be like him. He's sent like him. He was sent to make known the words to people, but they wouldn't hear. John 3.32 said nobody received his testimony while he was on earth, not even his disciples did. It wasn't until after the cross he came back and he said, these are the words I spoke to you while I was with you in Luke 24.44 and 45. And then they were able to understand the scriptures because the scriptures, like Admiralty Law, like any other thing, is written in the knowledge of these words. And these words are explained in the Bible. Uh, they all have promises that are explained in the Bible. They're not hidden. They're open. Uh, they're right there. If, if you're hungry, God said, come to him, and he will cause you by his spirit. He will let you do it. But he also promises in Daniel 11, 43 to 45, that, I mean, excuse me, Daniel 12, 9 to 10, that the wicked or those who want to stay in the world have no ability at all to receive that knowledge. You've got to want to it. You've got to ask him for it, and he will cause you to know it. I, I could talk to you all day about it. And, and I wrote many books, but until the people ask the Lord to give them the spirit of truth, to label them, to uh, open to them the knowledge, they just can't grasp it. It, it gets confusing, and, and they have so many doctrines in their minds that they don't open themselves to this knowledge of truth. I'll give you a couple of examples of um, things because it's very important. You have to understand, they're going to send if missiles come in. For example, you can call forth a, a cloud, and the cloud... If God allows you, if you have authority over his words, then that cloud will swallow the missile and it'll turn to dust. And that, that's what we need at this point. We don't have the ability. I can tell you that they, they have got things planted and bombs and so forth are planted. And, and the destruction that they intend to do, if the, if the people won't do it, they'll send the militaries. If the militaries won't do it, they'll get rid of the militaries with their own technologies that they've gotten these these secret companies and, and so forth. And, and you understand that they have fleets and fleets of these craft, and they have seven undersea air bases uh, because these craft can go underwater just like they can go in the air or outer space. So they, they have the ability to do this, and you see them. I mean, people have seen flights of 100 of them, 1,000 of them. They're there. They're real. We've made those. Those are man-made, not aliens. And they have that technology. They just hidden it from the public. And um, they're just very wise because understand that they have the right. It's called generational law. If we reject the generational law and do not, if, if our minds are not for bringing forth the kingdom for his children, which are our children, but if we are not based upon that concept of working for them and working for others, then we will not be allowed to have his words because his words are made for others and for the generations. And if we help them, then, then he uh, allows the blessing to come back to us in knowledge and understanding and authority over his words. So you have this uh, basic law given in Genesis 2.4, uh, which if you pay attention, you did the whole creation work from you know the six days in Genesis 1, and then um, in Genesis 1 to 3, explains the seventh day. And then what he does, he says, and this is the record of the generations. And people ignore that. 
uh, because this is the, you know, in other words, all this was done for the purpose of the generations. So we have to understand that God's law is for the basis of generations. And so if we think of his kingdom and the building of his kingdom and the fact that he promises throughout scriptures that the power comes in, in the children. Like he tells us in Psalms, David tells us that, that it's through our children. In other words, if we teach them the knowledge, then our children will stand in the gates against the enemies. Um, and see, that's generational law. They understand that very well, and look at what they did. If you go to uh, Antomir Rothschild, he did not uh, start this program and say, I'm going to do this in my lifetime. He built it for his children and his children's children. And he made the rules set aside that they couldn't do this, uh, like the, the women couldn't have the power. It had to be in the boys. And, um, and so forth. But he did it so that they'd come to an ultimate plan. And that's where we're at now. We're coming to the ending of this 200-year plan of, of taking over the world. And, and it's going to come forward because they have the right to do that. Although, understand that it's so abominable, God's going to intervene. Like he says in Matthew 24, uh, 21 to 22, he has to stand up and intervene. But who does he say he intervenes for? Not them. Only the elect. Who are the elect? The elect are those who will hear him, who will turn and say, Lord, I don't understand. I, I don't understand these words. I don't understand these things. Please enable me to understand by pouring the spirit of truth out in me, not just along beside me like the disciples had. You want it in him. That's what he said in John 14, 15, 17, and John 16. He said he would send the spirit of truth, the helper, and it comes in us. And when that enters us, then we're able to understand this knowledge that enables us to overcome the world. Because Satan has no ability, no power against these words. There's not a machine, not a warcraft, not a, not a, you know, a law system, anything that can withstand this knowledge of God and the authority that he has. It's, it's in the Bible. And I don't, I mean, I'm, I never ask anybody to follow me. I, I help and, and, and try, but it does me useless good unless these people are asking the Lord to cause them to receive the knowledge because he's going to make known to them the work. There's a basic law that the generations, you'll see a very interesting thing is when, for example, when he, a couple of quick examples. One is when he removed Adam and Eve from the garden. He calls uh, Eve the woman, but he addressed Adam as Adam. And then he addressed Adam as the man. But there's a purpose there. The, you know, the, the, the woman is very important, and she is, the, is considered the wisdom. She does certain works. And I have a, I'm, I'm going to drop that subject right now. I just want to give you a basic. I want to jump the numbers, and you'll get a better understanding. But the purpose is there's a work there together, and there's a purpose and a, and a plan. And I, I have an audio coming out in a writing that explains this and, and shows you number one, Numbers chapter one, and, and these things in Genesis, as well as Proverbs 31 and so on. It explains the man and the woman. And then, um, so when you go to Numbers one, you see that when uh, Moses is talking to the people, God has him bring the leader of each of the tribes, and he says what the man is and who's the son of because those are very important. The tribes had a blessing, had a work to do. The name of the man has, is the work that that people are to do. Are to do. And I explained that in, in the writing as well, so you can get that and understand it by that. But everything was based upon generations. And the work that they're to do is God assigns. And that's what our problem is now. God has given everybody in the earth a work to do for his kingdom. And as a separate piece, we don't work. All of us have something that we have to do that God is allowing us and provided for us and will give it to us and make it known to us, but we have to ask him for it. 
And then that whole puzzle comes together, and that's how you overcome the world. And, and when you start, like you told us in uh, Deuteronomy 30, uh, 31, I think it is, uh, 32 as well maybe, um, but Moses, when he's talking to the people, is telling them that God doesn't require us to do any more than just turn. If we turn now and we're asking him to come forth, because this is the time when his kingdom is to come on earth. And I've got many writings out there explaining this timing uh, so you can understand why it's this time and, and so forth. Write from the scriptures and test it yourself so that the Lord confirms it to you. But here's the, the point, is we're in the time where the words are authorized for us to receive. We are not only to receive the words, we're to overcome this, this beast kingdom because God has already determined and declared that this uh, crown trust must fall. The crown trust that we have right now with Queen Elizabeth and, and uh, Jacob Rothschild, the head of it, is what they call the fifth beast kingdom. It's the little horn that controls the, the ten kings. Well, that little horn has to be destroyed by God, and he, God will destroy it by enabling us to speak his words, and they can't do anything about it. These words are more powerful than them. And you'll see this in Zechariah 14, 12. If these people come against the Lord uh, and those with his words, he's promised them the plague that he talks about in Zechariah 14, 12, which is called the plague, of, uh, and he was the plague of Caesarea. And that's part of it. What it's going to happen is their eyes, eyes are going to dissolve in their socket and their tongues in their mouth. That's not nuclear explosion. That's God's law of the power. Uh, the power of the waters, uh, it separates the particles. And so that's going to happen to them. Additional to that, they're going to get the plague of Tassarit, which is far worse than leprosy because it just eats away the skin and they're left with uh, just, you can call it boils, but it's not boils, it's raw skin, uh, and, and they cannot die. They don't want to die, but they can't die. You can see that in Revelation 6, uh, 12 to 17. Anyway, th- those are some of the things of, of God has a plan. He has a power that he's given to us. He has the ability to overcome these. There is, they're, they're controlling us. For example, the, 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 the goddess of Sirius on top of the mercantile trade building in Chicago uh, has their power to cause us to be destroyed as far as our farmland and our food. And they're giving them the authority over the GMO, uh, the right to do the chemtrails. And, you know, sadly, I know the guy that did the design for many of the aircraft and so forth. Um, that's doing the chemtrail. They, they, they expanded the tankings and the, and the fuel, fuselage and so forth. This is a wonderful man. He's passed away now, but uh, he was a wonderful man, but he didn't understand. Everybody goes to work and they do this job and they don't understand that work, that building of those crafts of these tanks to be put in that they can fly from other countries over our country and dump these chemtrails in so the pilots have no feelings about where they're dumping these things. And, and matter of fact, most of them don't like us. So, and we're allowing these planes to come in and do this. And, you know, sometimes they're using commercial aircraft, but, um, like the, the regular jetliners. But uh, they have regular scheduled flights of these things. Anyway, they're, they're destroying all these things of us, and we're allowing it because those idols that are standing are there. And we have a promise from God that at this time he removed all those idols and caused them to go to dust. What we, we have to understand is that, that for example, they, they understand very well there's a magnetic frequency for every uh, element. And because of that, they can send that frequency out and they can pull that element away from the front of these planes. And so that plane goes through with no friction and just like it's in an air bubble. Uh, and it flies, you know, Mach 23 was the last I knew, which, but I've heard they go far faster than that today. So what, what, I'm, what I'm saying to you is God has those particles. Now, there's a, there's a very important scripture, John 9, 4, 5. 
there's an appointed time by God that's described in Daniel 7, 9 to 14 that we're in right now. And in this time, in John 9, 4, 5, he tells you that there's a time when the light, which is the entrance of his words, gives light. He's going to take away the right of words away from them. Now, please understand what that means. It means that there's science laws that are written. Uh, they build all this science. It doesn't matter what kind of science you have. Um, at the end of the day, it was all authorized under the way and the evil works of their words that they're doing for the world system, the world law system that they run and so on. So all this technology, whether it's Tesla-driven or anything like that, is suddenly not going to be able to work. Your car won't work. Nothing will work. And God says no man will work. No man will work. Get that in, in your mindset. <clears throat> That's what's coming. They, they don't understand. Every one of those craft are going to fall. And, and there's been many visions of these craft just falling from the sky. And people didn't understand what these craft were. They see round ones. They see these different things. They're going to fall from the sky, but trains won't work. Nothing will work. However, God's words work. And God's words have power over electricity. They have power over water. They have power over the food. And God has promised us in that time we'll be able to call forth the fruit. It'll come forth overnight. But God has ways of these things. For example, you see and you hear all those scriptures in the Bible that um, – there's, there's words like, uh, let's take salt. Um, when you look at Elisha, it's in First Kings, I can't remember. I think it's, uh, I, can't remember, I think it's chapter 4. Uh, might be in, yeah, I think it's chapter 4 in First Kings where Elisha comes by Jericho. This is right after he'd, um, you know, Elijah had been taken up. And he's going by uh, Jericho. And, and the men of Jericho come out. And I think you know the story of how Jericho fell. And it was a cursed city. But the guy had paid the curse price. And the city was rebuilt. And the people living there were doing good and keeping the way of the Lord. And the guy came out and he asked Elisha when he was passing by, uh, please, you know, seek God. Uh, because Elisha understood the words. And he had the authority of the words. He was anointed. And so the, the guy came out and asked him. So Elisha told him <clears throat> to go and um, give me a new bowl. Because a bowl represents the, the judgment. It's like our food that we eat. And so he said, and put some salt in it and bring it to me. And so he, he did that, and, and he brought the, the bowl of new salt. And Elisha wisely went to the source of the water, and he poured the, the salt in it and the salt, uh, all, the, all the poison and stuff and the bad taste, everything, that they couldn't even drink the water was gone. It was sweet from then on. Because God had judged them. Salt is, and you understand that, uh, maybe you don't understand, but I, I've tried to explain that, you know, like we are all made from the elements that were put in the waters. David tells us this in Psalms 139, 15 to 16. The Lord tells us in Isaiah 51, 16, the same, he's testifying to that fact in there. And I've explained this in many writings. You, you can get it, there's a book uh, right at the front top of the website called The Science Laws uh, of God and, and, and there, and it talks about this. Uh, and what what it does is um, the the salt is like a um, it, it's the flavor of man. You, you remember Lot's wife when she turned around and looked, she was judged and she t became unflavorable salt and became a pillar because it's a judgment time. Uh, and we're in that time now uh, where we're in this judgment time. Well, salt is one of um, the elements of, of God, and, and so when you pour this in the, the bowl, which is a judgment. And you pour that in a water source, and it went into the, the source. And that's the way of the first spirit of God, the way of the beginning. So he's saying he's testing us by our words at the beginning because these people, by having the sweet water, they are able to grow in knowledge. 
And because it's part of the way of God that you be baptized and come be reborn and you grow in knowledge. And there's a book in, I've written, I've put some things out there about the way of the seven spirits of God so you understand what they are and what the promises of them are. I have a writing that should come out uh, in a week or so which will explain each of the seven spirits and some of the works from the Bible explaining some of what they are and how you can utilize them and so forth uh, and do them. Uh, one of the very big rules that the, the word truth um people don't understand the, the the power of the word truth though in um the queen understands these things very well um uh, what they do is you've seen and, and Josie's talking about it the, the black cube people don't understand what the cube is <clears throat> if you look at the the book the testimony of numbers i've shown you from the scriptures why the entire creation was formed in the design of a cube and the Lord tells us in the Bible that, that the, the walls of that cube are formed with clouds. He says, my truth reaches under the clouds and all things are made by my truth. All my works are done in truth. If he made all the creation, it means all his creation is done in truth. And if you just use some simple logic, you can, just like you do in the, in the, the you know, Admiralty Law, you begin to understand these, these concepts of God and how things work and why the Holy of Holies is a cube uh, and why he's in the center of it because that's where he is in the, in the center of all creation. And our heavens are directly underneath him. Uh, he tells us that in Ecclesiastes uh, 1. He tells you that the, the throne of God is just above the firmament. The firmament is in the shape of a pyramid. There's reasons for that. That's why they have the ability to mock it, because we won't listen. Paul tried to teach that to people, and they wouldn't uh, receive it. And Jerome mocks him in his writing, saying that he said this kind of thing. But it's true. It, it's, it's the way it is. The Bible explains this. And I've shown you scriptures of how you can deduct that from the scriptures. Uh, it's in that book of testimony numbers, but that's very important for us because his truth is when, when they're like they have cabal and they have, the Muslims walk around the outside of this and they tell them they're being enlightened uh, because it represents wisdom. Well, yes, God's truth is law. Psalms 142. All his works are done in truth. Psalm 33, 4. Uh, all his truth is all his word is truth. Uh, Psalms 119, 160. And Jesus uh, said, I'm the truth, I'm the way, and the light. Because what? He, he paid the price of his blood so that the words could enter. He tells us in John 15, 3, that it's his words that wash us clean, and he, he paid the price of the blood. Now, people don't understand is Jesus' blood was different than ours. John tells us this. He says, blood and water came out. People come up with these scientific theories about the sword punched us certain part of the heart and it came out that's not what the lord is talking about john explains it in first john five as well um but what, what he's explaining is that and it had to be true because jesus was sent into the world due to my 18 18 19 to testify of all the words of god and to, to show us the way and part of that was he had to show us the way of eternal life because right now our bodies have uh, the dna's uh, to, uh, our bodies have the, the blood is uh, 23 chromosomes of the man and 23 of the woman um, but if you look at this, uh, in, in, in Jesus' blood, he had one chromosome of the man and 23 of the woman. So what, you, what you're seeing is, and you, I don't know if you know Ron Wyatt, but Ron Wyatt uh, testified of that. And I can tell you that, you know, like they, they kept saying they didn't have the Ark of the Covenant, but I saw, uh, I was given um, a book from the, uh, the, the guy who's the, called the rabbi of the Jewish 50, um, he had the book and he gave it to me, to me through the Knights of Templar to look at. I had to return it 
but it was the plan for Jerusalem. They already have everything worked out, what's going to happen with the war and everything, what the result is, what the temple is going to look like. They have all the things made for the temple. They had this, this was 2002, but they had it in the 1990s. Ron Wyatt had uncovered these things, and they denied that they had the Ark of the Covenant. They were denying it up until like 2007. Then they said it came out of Saudi Arabia somewhere. It was actually found right there where it should be, uh, which was in, uh, in the city of Jerusalem. It was right underneath the place where Jesus was crucified, and the blood actually went down and dripped on the mercy seat. Uh, they know this, but they don't want the public to know this because if the public knows this, then the problem is that Israel, which their leaders, if you read Ezekiel 36, they're as corrupt uh, as, as the leaders of America or anyplace else. God says he's going to rem- uh, receive a, a remnant from Israel and we're to support Israel, but we are supposed to be we are required to take the knowledge of truth back to Israel, not bring them weapons for war and bomb other countries. That's, that's not what God wants. God wants peace at this time. He wants us to ask for peace and from him and ask him to come forward. So you just read the instructions of God in Job 2, 12 to 20 tells us what to do at this time. But uh, my point is that uh, this, this war, all the result of it, it's all a game that they're playing out and it's all structured. Um, you know, China, U.S., and Russia are absolutely working totally together in this aspect. Um, they're going to attack each other's armies because you understand that they have, these leaders are already sold out to the system, uh, paid off to the system, um, and what happens is they, they have, have bought their future uh, a position. And so, they're, you know, my understanding of what I was told is uh, they're going to kill off or what was informed was um, that it's going to be less than 30 million left alive uh, at the end. It's not, you know, only the people are saying 90%, 95%. It's much higher than that. Um, they want to start very low and not ever let it go above 500 million again. But they're not going to get there. That's my point. God is ready to intervene. He's ready for the people to increase in knowledge. We have to, we have to learn this knowledge. And we have to understand that these words that he made all the creation with, he's, that's our inheritance. If we want to overcome the world, because he promises in Joel 2.3 and in Ezekiel 36.35 that what's right in front of us right now is the ability to receive the, basically go through the boot camp of God, uh, which is what the 21 months of Revelation um, 8.1 is all about. There's a, it says about a half an hour, that's 21 months of time. That's like a boot camp to increase our knowledge so that we will be able to receive the authority uh, the powerful authority to call upon these words to bring forth the likeness of the Garden of Eden on the earth so that we can do this and do the righteous works that will then allow us uh, in the event that they call the rapture. But before we can be raptured, we have to fulfill what it says in Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, and also in uh, Revelation 19, 1 to 11, where it tells us, or 1 to 10, where he tells us that we have to put on the righteous acts of the saints. We aren't saints yet because saints are those who are holy, and you're not holy until you receive the holy words of God, which has the full measure of the Spirit of God in John 3:34 and many others. And Jesus tells us a very important instruction. John 17, 17, he's praying to the Father, and if you read John 15, 7, everything that he asks is going to be done for him. So he says, he's praying to the Father, he says, Father, set them apart by your truth. Set them up, and then he says, your truth is, your word is truth. In other words, he's saying, I want these people set apart by your words. And that's what we have to understand. That's a requirement of God, which he tells us also. He says, sanctify them by your truth, which is your word. Sanctify means set apart. 
If you go to Joel 2, 12 to 20, so the first thing we have to do is sanctify the people and then call the Holy Assembly. There's a reason. We have to gather for, uh, there's an eight-day thing of the Lord at the end of that time frame. He uh, delivers uh, the kingdom to, to, to the people. So uh, God is telling us that in Joel 2.20, and he says he'll drive the northern armies far from us because he, he will change his mind. Right now we're under judgment. Why are we under judgment? If, if Israel would just judge because we allowed all the idols to stand, do we think we're any better? If you watch the, the London Olympic ceremony, which was a totally pagan uh, ceremony where you had, the, you had the, the Zerat, the, 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 the hill, the mound. You had the, the high priestess uh, lady drumming on the drums, and they lift up the tree, and these, these workers that for the industrial factories come out, from, uh, f- come out from underneath that tree with the roots of that tree, a pagan tree, and they come down and they build the, they build the, the factories. And, and that's exactly what they've done. He was showing us their power and what they're doing by doing that they are testifying to god that they have the right to do this because we haven't stopped them we have the right to stop them the lord tells us if we have the faith how's the faith come faith comes by hearing the word if you have the knowledge of the word and understanding god's power you can ask for uh those trees to be thrown into the deep of the sea and we're not doing that because we're not in any of his churches nowhere in the world that I know of is the knowledge of truth being taught to the people. And the shepherds won't hear it. They love their positions. They're getting highly paid, uh, mostly elite or in the multi-million range. Uh, most of them, you know, some of the homes and uh, hotels are, um, are staggering to people. One of the biggest homes in Texas owns by a preacher. So, you know, this is and, and nowhere is the knowledge of God being taught. It's, it's like it wasn't Jesus, the son of the world, to make known the words. They killed him. Uh, but Jesus told us in Hebrews 10, um, 26 to 27, Paul records the knowledge of truth will be received at this time. But nobody's looking for it. And then he tells us uh, in Hosea 6, 5, that our judgments come like light. Now, how does light come? Light comes by the entrance of his words, Psalm 119, 130. And then he tells us... Um, Zechariah 14, 6 and 7, he says the day of the Lord would start with light. He says, uh, Zechariah 14, 7, says the, the beginning of that day, will, there will be light. In other words, it started with the entrance of his words. And he tells us in Revelation 18 that at the beginning of this time where the, the Babylon falls, he declared its falls, the entrance of his words come because he said his light shone on the world. And that was the entrance of the day of the Lord. So when the day, when the words were open, the day of the Lord has come, and that is now the time saying we are able to fully overcome these things. I'm trying to tell you that there is no nation, no army, no nothing can stop the, the, the 13 families from accomplishing their goal. I, I know of the, the, the ovens that they have. Um, I mean, Hitler's ovens, nothing. These ovens, the thermoplasma ovens that they've prepared, are, are so ability that they can take the people put them in these you know like three or four five six i don't know how many go in those crates uh those coffin crates but they can ship them to these thermoplasm places and just feed them into these thermoplasma ovens and understand the interesting result is that they can separate the metals out of our bodies so they can mine the gold the silver and, and any other precious metals that are in our bodies that they consume uh on those uh, in those ovens so that's how far advanced they have. They don't have to have the prisoners separating the clothes and all those other kind of things that we do in the Hitler's days. They've come a long way in the plan that they have. And Mark Noble's Thinking Craft Company, or Mark Noble, I don't know if he's actually doing the profiling under 
thinking craft that is his main company, but uh, they they profiled everybody on Earth, so they they put you on the list. They know which ones are going to be approved and so on. Josie, I'm gonna... I had a question. Um, what I wanted to say was that being that the show's almost over, can you give uh, the listeners your website because you have so many recordings that back up your statements and the fact that. You know, we brought you on because uh, I know you're very super knowledgeable about these families, the Vatican and uh, the Queen and the Rothschilds and the people. You can also do your own research. Can you give them your website? And I just wanted to confirm, you said that the Ark of the Covenant uh, is not lost, that these people are very well versed forwards and backwards in the Bible so that they can infiltrate uh, the worldly systems. And I wanted to ask one question, um, and then there's a caller that wanted to ask you a question from 972, and I wanted to see if you guys could unmute that 972 caller. But you had said one time on Rod's show that in, uh, I think it was in 2002, that they called upon all of the leadership. I don't know if you were saying the religious leadership and unsealed the book of Daniel. So, uh, say that last part again, unseal okay. the book of Daniel. Uh, and Rod's show, you had stated once that these individuals were so well-versed forwards and backwards biblically that they actually called upon, I believe, I'm, I'm, I might not be saying it right, they called upon the religious leaders of the world to ask if they had unsealed the book of Daniel. You know how uh, the guy tells Daniel to seal uh, oh, okay. they're, they're going to try to claim that they have those books, but that's not true. Okay. God has God has the, the those books sealed, and I, I believe I believe I think I understand where they're buried at. But I, you know, until it's time, you will not be able to get those. No matter what you did, God would stop you from uncovering those books because they were sealed. And when He sealed them by the Word, it means they will not be opened until God allows the angels to receive to allow those books to be opened. They do not have the right mm-hmm. books. Those four, what they're talking the about fact, is the 14 books. Well, and the fact, okay. And the fact that, you know, you are a scientist, right? I have knowledge of things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to get into that, but I'm just saying that you do know, um, based on the statements that you've made today, is that the reason why you know that they use deceptive language and why you brought forth these 153 words is given to you by knowledge of, of you know, uh, God himself has brought forth um, and working through you the words that we the people need here to combat this spiritual battle that is coming our way. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically that everything that they told us, like people are looking for the national treasure, the Holy Grail, the covenant, Ark of the Covenant, these people really do know where these things are and they use it to their advantage to, and while dumbing the people down worldwide and, you know, using them as, you know, human shadow where they just take lives and for them it's nothing. It's just to extract minerals from our bodies and they continue to profit. But, um, you know, I, I wanted to know if uh, 972 said they had a question for you. Are they unmuted? There's nobody muted from this end. Nobody. Okay. 
972, did you have a question or a comment? Piper, are you on there? Okay, well, I, mean, I don't know. Sometimes the lines will work and sometimes they don't because I know they were listening. They said they wanted to ask the question. Now, can you give everybody your, um, your two websites where they can actually yeah. download recordings? You have very detailed information that they want to know about the worldly things that go on and how we can overcome the challenges that we're about to face. Yeah, we have uh, two websites. The first one is 153 Words of God, words plural. Words of God, and then uh, .com, and then uh, hispurelanguage.com. We have those two websites. They're basically mirror sites. um, We try to keep basically the same thing on both websites, depending on what people want to look at. And um, anyway, there's a lot of information there. Uh, It'll cover a lot of things. What was the other question you asked me, Josie, you wanted me to... Um, well, I, yeah, I was just thinking because if these people were so well-versed and, you know, based on many of the readings that I've read on your documentation, that um, what I wanted the listeners to know is that I brought Floyd on here for a very, very important reason is that I needed for the people to know there is someone who's communicated with them. And this is the overall goal, people. That's the bottom line. They want to eliminate down to a very small population and right now you know many of you have many questions as to why you see buildings crumbling earthquakes and all kinds of things going on he's explaining that he's telling you their knowledge their science their mathematics their physics their technology is way beyond our understanding and Earlier I spoke to him and he also let me know that their legal system is beyond our understanding because it is so deceptive and they're such liars that they can switch into any mode they want to and they do not respect laws when we bring it to them because we're deemed like nothing to them and um, uh, if anybody had a question or a comment you can ask now before the time is up and I just wanted to make sure he put his website in there for further research and clarification, you can do your own research through. He has some wonderful recordings on there that I've been listening to him for eight months or more, and I've been posting on my wall, and I also um, uh, send emails to everybody when he gives us a warning that something is happening like um, the Jade Helm. He clarifies and he tells you what different things are about, and um, he's constantly and diligently uh, trying to keep us up to date because things are moving so quickly. And we are actually out of time because he's been trying to warn us for the last year that this is probably your last year of abundance. Now you guys are going to have to go into um, uh, probably you're saying, well, now i got to stock up on food and water. Well, he's telling you. If you use these words that are put in the Bible, they have a significant meaning. You will understand, too, that man does not live by bread and water alone. You have to live by faith and words. Um, you yeah. know, just the, like... The words can bring right. forth food. You know, it's like mm-hmm. Elisha. When, you, when, he, when he, this guy came and he, he can read it, and I think it's in... Um, First Kings six, or might have been four, but it's right in there. Elisha's story, where the guy brings him the the first fruits, 
and he puts this little bit of food in front of these people, and he says there'll be enough and some left over. That's a law of God. God always shows up at the end of the third day. If you fast, for example, for the three days and, and you come to this, if you're believing in God, if you're really in faith in God, in the words of God, and I mean, you have to actually set yourself apart and say, God, I want to be set apart into your kingdom. You've got to show me the way and teach me the way, which he will. He tells you that in Psalms 119.9. Uh, David tells you that. So he, he will cause this to happen. He, the food will come. God, will, I can show you that the, the words, you know, the, the stones are going to use as light. You, you, you will not have a problem if you set yourself apart by God and believe in him. He's prepared for this day. It's in the scriptures what he's going to do in this day and how to overcome the world is all in the Bible. So it's there. These people have no power against these words. One thing we've been talking about the, um, the, the dancing shoe and Jade Helm. I want to tell you about that clog. I started to talk about it. One of the things in the system, when you get promoted, like I know one guy from the Knights of Templar who was promoted to be, be, be the representative to all the presidents in South America. When he got that promotion and got his top secret clearance to go to the, the February meetings where they, uh, they set down the budgets and all those things, what, what happened at that point was that uh, he gets called, he gets told that he'll get his clearance, which is beyond top secret clearance. And these guys are different than that. And, but the thing about it is, is they always tell him when they get to that high, they say, put on your dancing shoes. So when you see this clog, which is a fancy clog, which is how they do the dancing, they even have up in Canada, they do the clog dancing. But that's kind of symbolic of that. They're talking about this is, this is what they planned for all this time. And that the Jade Helm logo, if you look out the layout, it's, it's like the black cube in, in secret. And the clog is there in uh -huh. secret. But I believe that that clog is representing exactly that, the plan that they've had all along of the secret companies. Because every one of the guys that gets in the secret companies raises to a certain level, they get told that they can, they're going to get their dance issues. And what that means is, uh, I think it's every June, that the, the queen holds a ball, or Rothschild holds a ball at one of their palaces. And it's for these guys from the secret companies. And they go there to this grand ball, and, and, and Nancy's there and so on. That, that means they've got their dancing shoes. They get to go to the ball. And that means they're up. So they, uh, well, they have the 21 companies. That this, uh, the 21 secret companies, they're actually all working together, just like the nations are working together. But these 21 companies, are they also, like, doing things to hurt humanity? Oh yeah, you got everything. This is where your, this is where your chemicals are coming from. Your computer technologies, the craft, all these things are involved in these 21 companies. They don't work uh, necessarily together. I mean, they get approved. They have the budgets from some high people. They get uh, to actually rub elbows together at these at the secret meetings. But they usually just work with compatible companies or those that they're working strictly for that their technology benefits that particular group. Um, and then the, the leaders of these get to go to the ball, you can say. But uh, there, you know, you've got uh, HARP, all those technologies, the, the, the craft, the factories on Mars and Moon, uh, all those come under these, these groups. Um, you know, and then you've got the, like the Knights of Templar. When you look at the trading platforms that you can't see because they, they, these are private documents, but uh, when they do these secret trading platforms, you'll see in the block where they put the names, you'll see uh, that these funds can be used by Holy See, Illuminati, um, Knights of Templar, Knights of Malta, uh, Club of Rome, um, Paris Club. All, all, these, all these groups are locked into that block so they can 
uh, to the Masons, and the, the Crown Trust can divert it to wherever they want uh, the funds. And you don't, right. you know, the person putting the money up uh, in the trading platform, they promise certain results. That's a long discussion. Right. I just want to tell you that they're all they're all working together. But those aren't the secret companies. Right. These are science companies. Does anybody does anybody have a question, people out there? Because I know many of you. If you want to ask a question, I suggest you do it now because he is a very, very busy man. I have one. Uh, I wanted to find out what the second website was. I've got the 153 Words of God. Uh, His Pure Language. HistoryLanguage.com? His. Pure Language. His Pure Language. Oh, His Pure Language. Yeah, dot com. Okay, thank you so much. Um, uh, thank you uh, for... Anybody else? Does anybody else have a question before he um, brings his uh, summary to a close in here? Okay, can, can we just... Okay, well, you go ahead then. Let, let's just have a... Can we have a quick word of prayer again? Sure. Okay, let's do this. Father, we... Lord, we... We brought forth your word tonight, Lord, and Lord, this, these things, dear God, are very confusing to so many people, and Lord, no one knows except for the top of the crown trust all the inner workings, dear Lord, and all the things that they're doing, and Lord, their blood sacrifices, all these things they do to empower their powers. Lord, we've heard of these things, but Lord, we pray that you will cause the people to actually believe what you say in the scriptures, and Lord, let them understand, dear God, that you're not interested in saving just America or any nation, Lord, you're, you're trying to bring forth your people in all nations and anybody that will hear you. Because he said, dear Lord, in, in, in um, Daniel, excuse me, in Joel 2.32, Lord, that all those who call upon your name, and you told us in Revelation 19, 11 and 13, Lord, that the name that we don't understand is your word. And Father, we pray that, dear Lord, that those are the words which is all your works, dear Lord, if he said, if we call upon those works, Lord, you said you would deliver us. So Lord, we know that if you will let us Dear Lord, understand your words and understand your promises that you put in them. Then, Lord, we can call forth your word and, Lord, overcome these things that are coming against us. Lord, you can cause these promise, dear Lord, in Revelation 12, 15 to 17, Lord, you promise that the earth would open its mouth at this time and help us. And, Lord, we know, dear God, that it can swallow the chemicals of the, the poisons they put into the foods. Dear Lord, we know that all those particles are easily gathered, Father. We know, Lord, that knowledge is being stopped, but, Lord, they cannot have power over your word. And your word can speak, and just like Elisha, dear Lord, when he put that handful of flour in the poison stew, Lord, it took away the poison. Father, you've made your word so that the simple can overcome the world. And, Lord, I pray that you will cause us, dear Lord, to be like children and be hungry. And, dear Lord, to understand, Father, they truly are trying to kill all the people. Lord, we pray that the people will understand Lord, we pray that your spirit will call on them to understand how serious this is. And, Lord, let them believe you. Lord, we're not asking for anybody to follow somebody except you. So, Lord, we pray that they will follow your scriptures, that you will guide them in truth and let them understand. And, Father, bring people, bring, bring people to the people, Lord, that can help them understand. And, Lord, block all those who would confuse them. And, Lord, we pray that you remove every stumbling block from our path so that we can overcome the world, Lord, because you know, dear Lord, that you've said it in the scriptures, these people will kill all flesh if they're allowed. But Lord, you said, if we will allow you, you will drive them far away from us. Let us believe you, Father. We pray this, Lord, in thy precious name. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Floyd. I wanted to say um, I really did appreciate your word and the explanations that you provided. I have read many Bibles. I'm not claiming to be as uh, brilliant as some of these other people are, but I am spiritual. And I do believe that the Word of God is truth and that it is, the Word is sharper than any double-edged sword. That what God has sent forth through His Word that will come to pass. And I also believe that what we say, words, are very, very powerful. And I do agree. Most people do not understand. They choose words and they don't realize what they're saying and what they're doing. And uh, I, I, I am very fascinated um, and truly honored and humbled at the same time to uh, have been able to hear this. And I truly appreciate uh, Josie inviting me uh, on the call. I'm Piper's sister. And uh, I just really appreciate uh, being invited and being able to listen. And uh, God bless you, and thank you so much for sharing the work with us. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. I want to thank you too, Floyd, because, you know, like I said, I invited you to this show, and I and I didn't even get to say when I was every time I try to say it because I'm so happy for our listeners. And I know that some of you here are members of um, your Muslim. I know some of you here on this show are Christian, and I won't have to call out your names because I know you personally. Um, we talk online. I know that some of you are Catholic. I know that some of you are uh, Christian, and some of you don't believe at all, anything. But I will tell you this. One thing we do have in common is that we are all searching for the truth. And that is so important to me because if you notice, every one of you listeners on here, even though I know and you know we all have different religious cultural upbringings, that we have been so kind to each other and we've been humbled because we know something's wrong out there and that we're being deceived. And that's why I want more people like Floyd coming on here who are, who know. They talk to these people. They know that they're very deceptive. They're trying to deceive people to turn on one another. But I believe that as men and women and children, our children, our future, you know, Floyd told me today, our children are the future and we have to teach them. They won't have a future if we kill each other off. Let's just put it to you that way. And that is their goal. And we as stewards and as servants of the true creator, we have to work together whether we like it or not. We have to put our differences aside and stop letting the world dictate the vision to us and become, you know, righteous in his eyes It doesn't matter what you believe in people. What it matters is, are we doing the right thing? Are we going to let negativity feed into us? Or are we going to open our eyes and say, hey, do you want to lose your country? Do you you enjoy seeing other countries being slaughtered by our own people, people? 
mm-hmm. our own military. He, they use militaries all over the world, just like he told you. They control all militaries for one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to wipe out two-thirds of our world yep. population. People are starving out there. You look at Africa where the children are walking around like little bones, on uh, flesh on bone. India, starvation. We may think. We, in Muslim world, where I'm not going to criticize anything, but listen, people, you want to be treated as, you want to treat others as you like to be treated, right? Mm-hmm. So let's set our differences aside, and, and we should never ask the other person, you know, what are you? What is your religion? No. Hi, how are you? What should I call you? Should I call you my brother and sister? What is your name? Only amongst each other, what do I call you by? We don't have to categorize and we don't have to uh, divide people by class systems. If you want to make it in this world, you have to start learning how to treat other people as men and women and with respect, even if you agree with them or not. We are not here as judges. We're supposed to be here as stewards and as servants of the true creator and setting the example for our children and their children. And that's why I'm very honored to have him on here at such short notice, as a matter of fact. And he is welcome to come here at any given time and and continue when he wants to. He just gives me a phone call, and we'll make reservations for him. And I'm hoping that everyone enjoyed the show here. Um, Southern? Are you there, Southern? Well, we have the ho- the host is here somewhere. Benny? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I, I okay, think Southern um, has his microphone muted out. Okay. Well, I'd like um, to thank Floyd to for coming on here. Yeah, I would like to thank Floyd for coming on here, speaking just how important the laws of our Creator are. And his truth, he's been impressing on me, that to me, for several years now. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the the instruction, the direction in that is, there's no way to describe how how much it wakes people up to just be still and listen to him and learn directly from his spirit. That's true. That's true. And you know, he's talking about the Muslim real quickly. The um, you know, I was I worked with an, an awful lot of the Muslim people, uh, many sheikhs and even the king's people uh, from Saudi Arabia and so on. But you know, Israel and and um, the Muslim countries are working together. For example, you got American secret people and uh, of the armies over there with with Iran and and with Israel in Iran. Uh, Putting in place some of these artifacts uh, that's going to be used, you know, it, it's such deception. And mm-hmm. you know, but you can tell that the, the great news is you can tell the truth of God uh, because they're trying to get rid of the scriptures. You know, they want to change the Bible. They want to get rid of most of it. Um, but the Bible is the the thing that you talked about God's law. One of the things that's wonderful about the words is the promises of each of those 153 words do not change from the beginning of the scriptures all the way to the end. 
they never change. They're always the same. They're always repetitive. Once you understand them, you can understand the scriptures. That's like the disciples were able to understand the scriptures once Jesus opened the words to them in Luke 24, 44 to 45. So you can understand what the Lord is saying and then the times. The thing that God helped me with was I don't know how I got exposed to all these people and and got put in these positions. It was unusual, you know. Uh, like that meeting I went to when Bush had the people pick me up in the morning and take me to the meeting. Things like that just happen. But that's God directing it so that we can have an opportunity to hear. And by being able to be introduced to these various people's meetings, I was able to understand the world system a little bit deeper. Because it's very difficult. As you guys are, you guys are experts at going and digging out uh, from these law systems and the court systems. Uh, the the just ridiculousness of, of the twisting of, of things and how they're cheating people and how they're oppressing them and, and all that. <clears throat> but we got to remember the there's an answer. God has a plan. Uh, these people have already been defeated. They just don't know it yet. But it won't be defeated until we turn. But we have a limit on how much time we have to turn. Was my one of my points. But thank you for um just loving your god because that that's the key if you just believe him he's going to get you there where you need to be in time so that's what's wonderful yes, okay Are we well, done, i just want to thank you again floyd and like i said we have numerous numerous religious individuals here from all walks of life and all different types of religions and I want to thank you listeners because you're different and you're unique and I know many of you many of you and I know that it's to me and I'm sure to Floyd and Denny and and, and Seven you know this is a blessing from God because we all come from different walks of life and different cultures and different religions, and yet we all meet together because we know that there's a deception going on, like I said before, and slowly everyone is getting to know that there's a deception, and we're saying, hey, but what is the truth out there? What is going on? How come, you know, like I can call someone in, an, in the other side of the world in an Arab country, and they'll tell me, well, they're saying that you guys are over here doing this to us. And then in our TV channels, it'll say uh, that they're out here trying to harm us. And I've actually watched YouTube videos where it said, you know, they showed me. They're, they're showing me news things that say that we're over there harming them. And, and we'll look, I'm looking at my news channel, it'll say that they're trying to harm us. Other, like Muslims trying to harm us and Christians trying to harm them. But... I, I pray not only for our country, but for all of their countries for the reason being that they're being misled as well, and they're afraid. Nobody wants this, and nobody wants to, a war. We're just ordinary people being manipulated by a higher power and order that has been given the right to do this, like Floyd just said. This is the fifth beast kingdom that's coming down right now. And uh, he explained it, I think he says, the little horn. I don't know everything about every kingdom like he does because he's so well-versed in this. But what makes me know that we are on the right path, everyone, because when you see a spiritual calling of all of us, we are all ordinary people that work very hard 
We respect each other. We don't want to trample on other people's rights. We don't want to disrespect law, but we know there's something wrong with the laws, and we know something's wrong with our churches, and we know something's wrong with the way they're teaching us. And you watch TV, we know that there's deception going on there. And I believe that, like I said before, people, it's time for you to step up to the plate now and start making things right, righteously before the the master creator, God, and stop living in a fairy tale world where we live in fear because fear is what's stopping you. And if you keep being consumed with negativity and fear, you won't be able to make it in those courtrooms. You won't be able to make it outside your door because you'll be afraid of your own neighbor. And that's not how we were meant to live, people. We were meant to give from our hearts and and live, you know, the true life, which is, you, you know, you have a right to be happy. And um, that comes from giving to others as you would to yourself. So, um, Southern, are you out there? It shows Southern? he hung up on the call board. I'm not sure what's going on, but it shows that he hung up. Okay, well... I just want to um, wish everyone a good night. Um, I, don't, I don't know what happened. And I want to thank everyone for being on the call tonight. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. If you really, truly got something out of this call, and let's spread the word and start doing our job here and, and wiping away fear and start taking some action. Go to um, Lloyd's website. And if anyone doesn't remember what the website is, I will post it on my wall and I will post it on uh, Southern's wall and Denny will get the word out as well so that we can get people in here so we can start taking some action. Um, Again, thank you, everybody, and I hope you all have a wonderful night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Floyd. Everyone, good night. Have a good night now. God bless you all. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.